This episode of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company. We've been on quarantine, lockdown now for, what, two months? But the end is near. We can see it, that light at the end of the tunnel. We're all going to have to go back out in public here soon enough. Why not look good while you do it? Check them out. They're Cleveland-located, veteran-owned, S-Z-A-B-O-Apparel.com. This episode, we bring on a special third co-host, Gab Gowdy. She has her own podcast talking about Cleveland sports. She's an awesome Twitter and Instagram follow. Her, Raleigh, and myself are going to break down the Browns draft from last week. Let's jump right into it. Here we go. In a world where fear, chaos, and boredom reign, a world where hope and toilet paper dwindle, two heroes will stand up and change the fate of us all. On the Dogs of War podcast, Raleigh and Kevin have vowed to restore the glory of the Cleveland Browns by whatever memes necessary. From the creators of Angry Browns fans, the Dogs of War is back for Season 2, a top 10 sports podcast in the country of Lebanon. Our heroes are armed with random movie quotes, the Munilot payphone, and an unconditional love for the Cleveland Browns. 18 seconds left, he's got the snap. Back to pass, up in the pocket, shooting it long and deep, and it's picked off! They got it! Terrence Mitchell's got it! And it's all over here now! They can't take it away anymore! 11 seconds left to go! Mitchell takes the football, he's gonna run it down to the best fans, the most patient fans in the league, right to the dog pound, up and in he goes! Welcome back to the Dogs of War podcast, coming at you live from our respective quarantine bunkers. This is Kevin, along with my dear friend. Co-host Raleigh. Was that me or Wow, that took, that took a long time. But I thought you were talking to her. <laughs> well, now we're going to bring it. It should have right. been ladies first, so we wanted to make right. sure everyone knew what's going on. Sorry we for the confusion. Whatever. We got a we special been- guest this week, guys. We are with my internet friend, Gab Gowdy. Twitter, Cleveland, Instagram personality. How would you describe your Twitter, Instagram personality presence? Uh, Cleveland e-girl. Cleveland. Ooh, I like that. So Gab is our Gab is our guest co-host tonight. We have three hosts here tonight to break down the draft. As Raleigh said, Gab is a hilarious Twitter follow, a great Instagram follow. She's diehard, pretty much about as typical Cleveland as you can get when it comes to her Indians, Browns, Cavs are kind of eh right now, so we won't go there. But no, thanks for coming on. It's great to have you on. Yeah, thank you guys so much for inviting me. My What's evening the- has been so busy, but I'm glad I could make time, you know. Well, we appreciate it. No, I can only nothing. imagine. That was good quarantine sarcasm, Gabby. That's why she's hilarious. <laughs> you said Cleveland you. Oh E-Girl. Cleveland E-Girl, but can you give us That's a little a bit joke. more? No, I know, I know. But give us the background. You have a podcast. You've had some pretty big guests on yourself recently. Talk to us about what you do in terms of your online podcasting, social media. I make jokes about the Browns. Nice. I make jokes about Mason Rudolph. <laughs> Ooh. I like those jokes. And then I just talk to random athletes, just having normal conversations with them. Kind of about sports, but kind of just more about themselves, I guess. 
On your podcast or like in the DMs? Ooh, DM and athletes, Gab Gowdy. Can't I stop DM, I have to DM them for them. We're going to get the DMs later. We're going to talk about the DMs later. Don't worry. Sorry, but I didn't mean to interrupt. Talking, talking about your podcast. No, it was good. more about it. I said, yeah, some bar Yeah, I drink beer with people and I talk about sports and life. And like last night, we talked about sending news. So who's been your favorite guest so far on your podcast? Oh gosh, I can't, I don't want to be mean to any of them. Okay. I have two separate favorites. I'll tell you one that you're allowed to put on this program. And the second one, you cannot reveal my secrets. My first one, uh, sir, let me tell you my first one, my favorite person that I've interviewed so far is Jordan Luplo. Okay. Outfielder (laughs) for the Indians. He's hilarious. He's so funny. He probably is the funniest person on that whole team, but nobody knows that. Except Gab Gowdy. Except me, because he is a really nice guy. Oh, boy. He's nice. It's insane. Is he single? No, he has a girlfriend. Oh, sorry. I'm, yeah, just, kidding. I'm just kidding. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay, now my second one. You won't put this on here, or I'll murder you in your sleep. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> is my... Second favorite, just because he's really cute. Oh, boy. Is that the one you talked about nudes with, or who was last night? Eric Hubbs. He's a Yankees writer for Barcel. So the reason we wanted to bring Gab on tonight is we wanted her expertise, her love of the game, love of the sports teams in the city, to help us break down the 2020 NFL real slash fantasy basement draft that we just had last week. So we're going to go over the players that we drafted. We're going to give them each our own grade, our own comments. Let's just go around the circle real quick. Overall, what were your thoughts on our draft this year? Ladies first, Gab. Um, My thoughts about our draft this year is that it didn't leave me very upset. I was very happy. I didn't cry. And I didn't (laughs) cry. So, I mean, that's the best thing about it. Have you cried during a draft before? No, but I thought about it. So what kind of inspired us to make this episode? If you're reading the, any ESPN news article, whatever, anything sports related, everyone and their mother has a draft grade for all these players that were selected. Personally, I think they're all full of shit. There's no way you have any idea who all of these random college players are. So we thought if these guys can do it, we can probably do it. And normally I disagree with all of these ratings for whatever reason namely because they always rip on the Browns. But now that people are generally saying the Browns did really well, I'm like, all right, well, you guys are legitimate now. They get it. What are your thoughts on the draft overall? I, I'm with you. Every blog from the smallest ones to the biggest ones doing their draft grades, and it's all over the place. But what do you think about the draft yourself? I think that the players they selected were blatantly positions of need. Good players, positions of need, which sounds like the most elementary, basic-ass comment, but it's been a while since we've gone down that route of picking the glaring obvious. Then again, I have no idea. You don't know who is a bust, who isn't, until like three years later. None of the guys drafted that night have taken a snap in the NFL, so we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, you're right, and I'm with Gab, except instead of crying, this was one of the few years where I wasn't MF in my TV or drinking heavily during the draft. This was, I, think I, was I felt. Heavily. Yeah, I was drinking heavily. Yeah, I think I probably was too, but it is what it is. I think we addressed a lot of needs. This was a draft where I didn't see any picks where people were scratching their heads or wondering why we do that or who was this bum. We didn't have any picks like when Green Bay drafted a quarterback. Everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Usually Cleveland does something stupid like that. 
but we didn't this year. We got a lot of needs, a lot of very interesting players, and I'm very intrigued by a few of them, which we're going to jump into here next. The Browns had the 10th overall pick, 10th pick in the first round. Now, we had a glaring need for an offensive tackle. The offensive, the offensive line in general had a lot of needs. They signed veteran tackle Jack Conklin in free agency to hold things down on the right side of the line. Now, according to journalists, sports nerds, there were supposedly four top-tier tackles in this draft. They were Becton, Wirfs, Thomas, who isn't Joe Thomas, and Wills. Mox had the Browns getting one of them, but who really knows? People talk about size, speed, technique, strength, yada, yada. We got Jedrick Wills with the 10th overall. Wills covered the blind side of Tua at Alabama. This is in the SEC. He gave up one sack in 929 snaps at Alabama. Joe Thomas said he thought he was the best OT in the class. Conservatively, I'm giving this an A+. So, great breakdown there, Raleigh. Nicely done. I think we should have set the table a little better before. We're going to go around, round robin for every single pick we made, the three of us here. Again, this podcast, like we've said a thousand times, we are the furthest thing from analysts or whatnot. So this is going to be the most analytical we're probably ever going to get in this podcast. That being said, Gab, lead it off next. I tweeted to him and I said, I really love you so much. Oh my gosh. And this boy favored it and then followed me. That's big. What- That's big. What do you give him as a grade? Um, a plus, a thousand out of ten. Also, his denim outfit that he wore during that. Did you see it? Oh, he's rocking a Canadian tuxedo hard. He is so Cleveland so already. Sick. He yeah. has no idea. He was born to be a Cleveland tackle. Yeah, he looked amazing. He looked amazing. I'm a huge fan. I'll bring it up the rear here. His agent, Nicole Lynn, is probably my favorite agent in the NFL. Why? Because she represents Lil Wayne's Young Money Sports Division, which I didn't even know Lil Wayne had a sports division, but he does. Lil Wayne called him the best lineman in the draft. And as Raleigh said, Joe Thomas has been obsessed with him for a long time. And if Joe Thomas says you're the most NFL-ready lineman in the draft, I'll follow Joe Thomas to the end of the world. So that's good enough for me. So grade, uh, I think I'm going to go A+. plus. Moving on to the second round. The Browns had the 41st overall pick. And they had a huge need for a free safety. They did not re-sign Demarius Randall. Jabril Peppers was part of the Odell trade uh, about a year ago. So we need a badass ball hawk playing center fielder. In various worthless mock drafts, it was projected that we would pick up a free safety. They did just that and more. We traded second-round picks with Indianapolis or swapped picks, jumped back to 44, and picked up a fifth-rounder as well from them. So we got a bonus draft pick out of this. Nice. With the 44th overall pick, the Browns selected Grant Delpid, winner of the 2019 Jim Thorpe Award. This award is given to the best DB in college football. In an interview, Delpit said he strives to model his game after Hall of Famer Ed Reed. I hope he does. Good luck, Mr. Delpit. Welcome to the land. The Browns were able to get this guy that they wanted as well as another pick out of this. Either way, I give him an A+. I mean, that was like an ESPN-level manuscript of a breakdown, but nicely done. Gab, let's hear what you got on Mr. Delpit. Um, I think that he's a really cute guy, so I'm glad that he's on our team. I like that when they when that lady said to him that you can't tackle, he said, well, I might tackle you if you keep asking questions. And I thought <laughs> that was really funny. And then lastly, he likes swing stops, so A+. 
Uh, we are big. I don't know about. I don't know if we've ever talked about this rally, but we are big Wingstop people here. I am. I'm a big supporter of Wingstop. There's one right down the street from yeah. me, so big fan. For me, with Delpit, Cleveland is now officially LSU North. Would you agree? Clearly, I love that Delpit and Greedy are already John. When they called Delpit, they put the video up on the Browns' Instagram and website. They said, are you going to be the best LSU player in that backfield? And he said, you know it. Go tell Greedy I just said that. So I'm a big fan of that. There's going to be a lot of great, solid competition in our secondary between all those SEC boys. You got you know, Mac Wilson, the Bama boy. You got all these LSU guys running, running around. You got Ward, the Ohio State guy. You know, it, There's going to be a lot of great, great competition back there, which I don't think we've maybe ever had. So I'm all for it. Gab, next up, tell us about Mr. Jordan Elliott, defensive tackle from Mizzou, who we took with the 88th pick in the third round. He lost 30 pounds to be a better person, so A+. plus. He did, and we like concises he here on the Dogs of War podcast. So the sh- that's, that's great investigative work there, Gabby. Glad so, you're on our team. Really? What I have for us. A-plus work. Fitness boy. Jordan Elliott, from what I understand, I think he was graded the highest interior defensive lineman by pro football focus. I don't know if that's true. I find it hard to believe that they would have snagged someone with that high a rating in the third, but good job, Mr. Barry. I don't really know shit about him other than that a lot of people are saying that he's good. I looked up at his highlight <laughs> reel. It was awesome, and he responded to my DM when I said, welcome to the land, sir. Yay. So that's a solid A-plus from me. That's about as Dogs of War podcast as it gets right there. I don't know shit about him other than that he's good. That's perfect. We could have ended it right there, but I'll throw my two cents in real quick. He's got solid scores all around. And to go off of what Gab was just saying, the year he sat out at Mizzou because he transferred in, he won Scout Team Player of the Year and Lifter of the Year. So while you could have just sat out and not given a damn because you know it's kind of an off year for you, you're just there, uh, he took that shit pretty seriously. And it was after he got off of that year that he sat out that he started dropping all that weight and got into crazy shape because he wanted to run faster. A lot of people are saying that he's projecting to be at the very least a solid long-term NFL player with a lot of people actually sitting that he's going to be a, a Pro Bowl caliber player. So I'm all in on this guy. I think a fair grade would be an A+. plus. I'm going to bring it in now with – Jacob Phillips, linebacker from LSU, who we took with the 97th pick in the third round. So for this guy right here, he's going to be a backup for now, or a special teams player for at least the next year or two. He's a a development project, but I trust Barry and Stefanski right now because they're our current coaches and GM, and that's what we do in Cleveland. And with some of the dogs – D-A-W-G-S, we have on that defense. Again, shouts out my boy Mac and Greedy and all these guys. I think this is probably the best spot for him to grow and develop if that's what their plan is for him. So I'm all about it. You know he's a linebacker, right? I said linebacker. Oh, good. Um, wait, what makes you say he's going to be a backup or a uh, special teams guy? He's not a very super highly ranked player. Um, if there is any kind of question mark or discussion on who we of people we drafted other than our last pick last not the last we just talked about the actual last we're going to get to and be him just because he's not ready to go yet just now this pick drew the most criticism uh for mr barry which maybe he's a genius maybe he's not a uh, big reason reasoning behind it from what i understand is that malik 
Harris of Ohio State, they said was a better linebacker, was still on the board. My rebuttal to that is this guy plays for LSU. Statistically, he was going to go to the Browns. And guess what LSU did this year in college football? They won the national championship. So welcome to the team. If there's any LSU players still in college listening to this and you're going to go pro, chances are you're going to the Browns. This pick caused some people to scratch their heads. I give it an A+. He hasn't missed a tackle in like five years, even though he's been in college for however many he's been in. He hasn't missed a tackle in like half a century. And also he was the top-ranked linebacker in the country in high school, in case anybody didn't know that. He was number one out of all the states. We know that's huge. That we know so, that now. shout out to him for being a duck boy. Tell Devlin Hodge to move over. He's about to take over his spot as Mr. Duck. Uh, Gab, are you going to give him a, a rating? Uh, absolutely A+. Next up, we got Mr. Harrison Bryant from FAU. Fourth round, pick number 115. Gab, I can see you just chomping at the bit to talk about this guy. So lead us off, please. I'm not going to comment on his looks. Don't worry. I know you guys are all waiting for it. But I peeped his Instagram, and this man's got a girlfriend. She's really cute. So good for him, but even better, good for her. Really good for her. She's like an Insta Uh, uh, No, but she's cute, and now she could have unlimited funds for a little bit. So, Gab, <laughs> yeah, I for, see. For me personally, you know, it's more than just about the money. It's about the connection, the love you have with that person. I'm pretty. Sh- I'm. They're probably connected. They're probably so much in love. But I'm sure a couple hundred thousand dollars help. So each his or her own, Gab. Just give it a rating and let's move on. No, I have more things. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Rude. He's also friends with former Cleveland Browns kicker man Greg Joseph. Oh yeah, Greg the Legs. He was the first non-Power 5 man to win this tight end award. I don't know what it's called, but he won it. So I guess he's really good. And he was, like, kicking the shit out of Ohio State. Am I allowed to say shit? Yes. Okay, he was kicking the shit out of Ohio State when they played against each other. He had, like, 70-something yards. Is that a lot for tight ends in uh, college football? Against Ohio State? Against Ohio State when you're Florida Atlantic. That's good enough. Yeah, that's a lot. That's fair. So the award Gab was talking about last year, Mr. Harrison Bryant was the best tight end in college football. So a great pickup for us in the fourth round. Stefanski is obsessed with tight end-focused offense. This is going to be a lot of fun. People keep asking about Najoku and everything else. We just extended Najoku. We picked up his fifth-year option yesterday. So all these guys are going to be around for a long time. We're going to have a lot of fun with tight ends here. In Cleveland, I'm going to give him a rating of A+. Nice. Yeah, pretty much what you guys just said. And Stefanski, it's all about the tight end. So is Baker. He thrived with a tight end scheme in college. We also signed Austin Hooper, who is now the highest paid tight end in professional sports. So I'm pretty excited for this scheme. And hopefully Mr. Bryant fits the part. He also played offensive tackle in high school so hopefully he is one of the rare tight ends drafted that can come out knowing how to block that'd be huge obviously that's an a plus rating in my book we're getting there folks we got two more to go raleigh lead us off with the sixth pick we made this year center nick harris from washington fifth round 160th pick what do you got back to the bonus pick when we talked about in the second round the moves that were made this is the pick we walked away with, and we picked this guy. Stud lineman, 
plays right guard or center, center mostly, but he can shift to right guard. At center, we have a badass in J.C. Treader. There's skepticism of if he's going to play backup or if they're going to try to move him to right guard and solidify the line. Either way, we got depth. That's an A+. Everything I've read so far about Nick Harris, first of all, he was one of the top centers in the draft. Right off the bat, Barry and Stefanski said they're going to be cross-training him at both center and guard. He's not taking Treader's job. Treader's one of the best centers in the league. So the reason we drafted him was not to do that. It's a little bit of depth on that line, and he has a lot of versatility in terms of the positions he can play. So we're going to see what he can do for us there. My grade for him, this pick in particular, oh, man. I want to give this one an A+. Gab. I love it. I love it. He deserves that. I think he's a really cool swag man. Have you seen that video of him where someone What's went a swag man? No, he just has a lot of swag. He just seems like okay. a cool guy. He seems like someone that I'd want to be friends with. That's he has fair. like a really good personality. There was like some video of some guy went like offsides and shoved into him. And instead of like getting upset, he started like dancing on the field. Gab, I, I should have asked or maybe made this a ranking criteria. Who is the hottest guy we drafted this year, in your opinion? We'll get there. Oh, wait, does Nick Harris have a girlfriend? Have you figured that out yet? Uh, that's my last note. Also has girlfriends. Is this what all girls do who are diehard about their football fans? Do they look at who we drafted and then see if they have girlfriends or not? No, but you said you wanted the female opinion, so I just added all those in. No, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging. Oh, I did. I did. I really did. I looked and I just had to look and see. I'm into it. Last, but certainly not least, even though he went to Michigan, wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones, which speaking of tight ends, we have a lot of slash Joneses now playing for us on our offense. We got SEAL Teams Jones. We got Peoples-Jones. We out here with the Jones. University of Michigan, 187th pick in the sixth round. I'm going to take this one first and pass it off to Raleigh and then to Gab. The thing I hate the most about the draft every single year is that I have to say goodbye to my favorite Ohio State players, and then I have to be forced to start cheering for Michigan players because you got Ohio State players who's my number one college football team. My first love as a sports fan when I was a little kid. They go play for the Steelers or the Ravens, and I can never really look at them again. It's sad, but I just my loyalty remains at my city, my, my first team. And then you got people that come from Michigan to play for us. I have to start cheering for them. He's not one of the top wide receivers in the draft. We get that. He's got a huge chip on his shoulder. This kid's confident and cocky as hell reading his social media. I like that. So while I hate having to cheer for Michigan players, I want to give this kid a shot. And, you know, these six-round picks, you never know what he could turn into. So let's see what he's got. Rating. For this rating, he went to Michigan. It was a six-round pick. He's really not ranked one of the top tight or wide receivers in this draft, but A-plus pick. When, when reading up on him, apparently he was never really utilized because there's a quarterback issue going on at Michigan, a school that I also hate. And essentially he was just never really given his shot, and they didn't give up the house for him. Like Kevin said, it's the six-round pick. As much as I hate cheering for Michigan players, I, I forgive them pretty quickly. When they sign on to the Browns, I am on board with them. A+. plus. I'm going to say something, and you're not going to like it, but I'm just going to say it. I'm so excited for this. I'm just going to start off by saying, screw all of you ungrateful Ohio State call-ass fans who are mean to this beautiful man. Oh, 
for a second because people people can't see because we're on a Zoom video chat right now. When I said my rating, I saw Gab like about to jump through her screen, and I thought it was because she was agreeing with what I was saying. But complete opposite here. This is a big turn of events. So please continue. I, if I have to pick a college team, I'm picking Ohio State. But like, who cares when they're drafted? Y'all are crazy. Y'all need to be nice to him. There were people talking mad shit on him on Twitter. And they were being very uncalled for. Now, let's move past that. Because I don't want to talk about it anymore. And I'm just going to say that I would simp this man. What you said is accurate. There are a bunch of Hillbilly Browns fans that freak out. Yeah, you got two of them. From Michigan. You got two of them that host this podcast. So. Yeah. yeah, but we don't shit on players for being from Michigan. We're making a joke. We obviously welcome him with open arms. And there are a lot of people on social media that just rip on our players because they're from Michigan. That's a piece of shit move. I said that I would simp him. What? What him? Simp. You guys don't know what that means. Well, can you elaborate? When you say you would simp somebody or you simp someone, basically, like, you think that they're, like, super hot and you would do anything to, like, date them. Like, on the internet, I have many simps. Like, I have a simp cult, as I would say. Are you, like, a simp pimp? No! <laughs> it just rhymed with simp. That's why I wanted to ask. No, I, I have multiple simps. But anyways, I would simp him. He's a very, very hot boy. And if someone could give him my number, that would be really cool, and I'd be really uh, happy. You know what, Gab? We're gonna have an e- we're gonna have an episode. Oh, this is a great idea. Where we find you. I know where you're going with this. Match. I know where you're going with this. Where we'll call it the Love Doctor. Love Doctor. D a w g t o r. Love Doctor. Yep. No. Yeah. D o r or D a w g t o r. You said it right the first time. Where we find Gabby Love, and. I don't know what simp me. Well, I know what it means now. I didn't know that existed. If any of you listening knew it existed, good for you. And the more you know, we are an educational podcast. Did you give him a grade yet? Oh, A plus. Solid. In all categories. In all categories. You can't really top that. So, so the we're... first annual Dogs Award draft party is now complete. Ooh. We're ending on a simping. We're simping. I'm going to go look that up on Urban Dictionary. Maybe they'll have it. Yes, simp. they do. Is it S-Y-M-P? It. I. Like simp? Yeah. All right. Now that draft day 2020 is over, before we get into the rest of this show, we got to bring up the Munilot payphone, of course. And we realized this past week that for the last several episodes, we have not been really explaining this, what we're doing here for our, our new listeners. Every week before we drop an episode at the Angry Browns Fans Instagram account, we put up a post with the phone number to call in, the Munilot payphone. It's an answering machine. You call in, you record a message of whatever topic or prompt we have for that week. This year, this year, excuse me, this week, we asked everyone what they thought of our draft picks. Let's roll into that right now. Yeah, actually, Kevin, before we get into it, I'm going to read you the Munilot payphone number, so... Put this number in your cell phone, save it, call it regularly, say things that are humorous, outlandish, not too outlandish, educational, whatever. Don't questions really care. for Gab? Not a whole lot of criteria. Questions for Gab? 216-282-5063. Help us get trending higher in the country of Lebanon. We are currently top 10. Play that beautiful footage. Leave a message. Leave a message. Hey, y'all. Adam from Kansas City checking in. 
uh, pretty pleased with the draft overall. Uh, needed to address the left tackle position out of the gate. Uh, so good to get that taken care of. I'm interested to see how the Donovan Peoples-Jones pick plays out. Uh, I'm not sure if they are planning for him uh, in more of a wide receiver role or more contributing on the special teams end, as I know he did a fair amount of that at Michigan. Uh, really interested to see how these defensive picks look as well. Uh, we, we're, we're loving LSU players overall and LSU defensive backs. Uh, hopefully we can keep Greedy healthy this year, and, and Delp, it'll be a, a nice compliment to him. Uh, really looking forward to uh, Jordan Elliott out of Mizzou as well. I'm a Mizzou guy, so I love seeing that pick. That's our, our second Tiger alongside Sheldon Richardson, uh, and I think he's got a good defensive line to really learn from. Uh, as long as we can stay healthy, that's one of the toughest defensive lines in the NFL currently. So uh, I, I think Stefanski and Barry did a great job with everything. Again, we'll, we'll know when the season comes to fruition, but I think they, they addressed where necessary and looking forward to it. What's up, Dogs of War? This is Brian in Vermillion. Uh, Got to say I'm pretty happy with the Browns draft. Um I think they made some pretty decent picks. Overall, I'd give it eh, maybe an A+. Um, my gut's telling me everybody they drafted is going to be a pro bowler. Um, but then again, my gut's telling me to eat 30 bucks worth of Taco Bell. So take that for what it's worth. Anyway, I hope everyone's staying safe and healthy, and go Browns. Hey, man, it's Terry again. I'm pretty stoked about the draft. Can't believe it was just a week ago. Looks like we got the pieces in play to, to, you know, mix it up this year. I'm thinking 11, 16, 20 wins. Who knows? Anyone's guess. Hope you guys are staying safe. Stay inside. Take care. So, Gab, we dove into business real quick right off the bat. I'm over talking shop for the night about the Browns. Shout out the Browns. Shout out again, Baker and Emily, for coming on last week and you coming on this week. Let's talk about your life in quarantine. What are you doing all day to stay sane? Tell us something good. Something good. I uh, wake up at like 11. I go for like a walk, maybe like three miles. I come back. I make a smoothie, watch some shows. Um, I do things like this. Stay up till 3 a.m., repeat the process again. Sounds like you're living the dream. Wait, this this is like a vacation. Yeah, it's basically a vacation, but without the actual vacation, without relocating. I'm into it. <laughs> I give that an A-plus rating. No, oh, thanks. Yeah. So, Gab, one of the themes that we've been bringing up the last few episodes is what are some silver linings you found throughout this quarantine? For us, or for me personally, I've been talking to a lot of people that I haven't talked to in a very long time because you have a lot of downtime now. And it's sad that it took something like mm-hmm. this to make it happen, but I'm, it's one positive to take out of this. So if you can think of one or two silver linings that quarantine has showed you in your personal life, what would it be? Um, it showed me that I'm capable of doing things like this. Because, like, before I was just like, oh, I don't know. It's just, I'm just a funny internet man. I'm just a funny internet man. <laughs> woman, woman. So then I said, well, maybe I should just try to do this podcast and YouTube thing. And then I just went for it. And then I started, like, messaging people and asking them if they would, like, do it. And a lot have replied, which is really cool. That's actually a great segue into what I wanted to ask you next. Because you are a, a very active person on social media, you have a podcast, you have a lot of followers. I am just so fascinated about, you know how they say, shout out Yo Gotti, it goes down in the DM. 
I got to hear, what are the DMs like for someone like you? I don't need you to drop names and call people out, but what are some of the weirder, goofier DMs that just get sent to you on a regular basis? So for those listening, real quick, I mean, she's good looking. That's what we're alluding to. What kind of sick DMs are you getting? Some of the weirder things. Okay, this is not weird, but just annoys me. So, and like on my social media, my location is Pittsburgh. So I get a lot of messages like, oh, you're a sports fan. You like the Steelers. You're in Pittsburgh. And then I reply and I say, shut the hell up. I like the Browns. And uh-huh. like, Wait, are you kidding? Are you serious? And they go, they go, there's no way you should like the better team. Blah, blah, blah. If I was you, I would tell you the facts you need to know that you need to like the better team. I'm like, I don't care what you say. Don't care what you say ever. Shut up. It's not going to happen. <laughs> not gonna happen it's just like this is like once a day so that's their opening line is so Steelers huh yeah what an interesting thing to say that's it in the DMs no that's just the one that I hate the most oh yeah I get some I've had people say you're a woman don't tell me that you think you're smart wait <laughs> what yeah I get that a lot too see those are the people you should put on blast those people that need to go in the story like right away with a screenshot oh I do I do I do that all the time. And then I get some that are like, oh, you're just so beautiful. What would it take for me to take you out on the night through beers and food? And I'm like, I don't ever want to leave my house or be touched by another human ever. And, and we, don't have to, uh, we don't have to add this if you don't want, but have you ever gone on a date with somebody that you came across on the social media? Yeah. Did you make out with them? No, I left. Did you just show up to leave them? Uh, I was bored. I was bored. Who paid for dinner? Not myself. Holla. Wait, wait, wait. The first date was dinner? First date can never be dinner. Let's just keep that at 100 right here. We have a female on the show. We can start talking about this stuff now. First date can't be dinner. Yes or no? What? Yes. Free meal. Because, no, you got to tee it up. You got to get drinks first before you commit to a dinner with the person. Because if they suck, you're stuck for, what? Free meal. Yeah, unless you're a predatory chick trying to hawk free meals just to never talk to that guy again. That is... Not okay. You should be let's, ashamed of yourself. Let's keep it a bean. I love dinner. I love food dates. But for the first date, a dinner, a sit down, because for both parties, if you don't like that person, you're stuck for an hour or two. We can get drinks and have a meal. Yeah, but you, you go get drinks. Like the first date should be drinks somewhere. And then like that's like a Wednesday, Thursday thing. And say, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Saturday, you want to get dinner? And if the girl likes it, then she says, for show. You're missing the whole point. She's going just for the free dinner. She has, she'll tolerate. I don't knock that hustle. I don't knock that hustle at all. Yeah. I mean, I think it's. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. I like it. No, yes. You just just tone out whoever you're, who's talking to you about their crafts, their hobbies, whatever boring shit. Eat the free meal. Then you go home and you ghost them on their tags. Yeah. Wait, now that we have, since you're our first female co-host, can you share one, if not the worst first date experience you ever had. Holy crap. Okay. Yes. That means this is a good one coming. <laughs> no, you guys are going to hate me. No, hate's a strong word. We don't hate anybody. Okay. So there's this person that I met, like, cause I, I would go to like Morgantown sometimes when I was in college. So I'm there to party and this guy knows like some of the people that I know. So I like added him on Snapchat, whatever. We've been friends on Snapchat. That's it. He has no other social media, but Snapchat. Thank God. And that will come in to play later. He messaged me one day. He's like, I just moved to Pittsburgh. I have tickets to a Penns game. Do you want to come? I'm like, I have nothing else to do. 
sure, why not? So then I went, he picked me up and he was just looked really bad. It was just bad. I knew it was going to be bad from the start. So he picked me up and then we go to the game. And then he said, do you think you can buy me beer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. Tell me he was 16. No, 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 no. He's my age. And I said, uh, sure. Yeah. He said, cause I got his tickets. I'm like, you didn't get them. You got them for free. You dumb idiot. I'm like, sure. I'll buy wait, 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 wait. His reasoning was because he got the tickets. You got to buy the beers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, this is keep going. Sorry. So then we go and then he just like starts making like racist jokes about the players and like screaming and I was just really uncomfortable. It was just not good. Like Wait, I wanted to what? Leave. It was hockey. They're all white. Yeah, they're all white. How can it be racist? They're playing the blue jackets. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. So there, I'll explain there. Raleigh, I'll explain later. Uh. We'll well yeah, later time. So they were playing the blue jackets, whatever, and then I was like, I gotta I can't do this anymore. So then I told him that I was going to the bathroom. And then I said, oh, I ran into one of my friends. I'll be back in a minute. Locked his Snapchat left. Something you learn probably even before you start dating, before you even start liking the opposite or same sex, there's probably two things that everyone knows are the two things you don't do on a first date, especially if you're, well, if you're a male. One, you don't tell them to buy the drinks. And two, even more importantly, you don't make racist jokes. Yeah, this guy fails on, this guy fails across the board. So before we close out, for this week's episode of the Dogs of War podcast. Once again, thank you, Miss Gab Gowdy, for joining us. You guys have to follow her on Instagram and Twitter. What's your handle, Gabby? At Gab Gowdy, G-A-B-B-G-O-U-D-Y. You heard it here first. See, like Gab Gowdy, with a name like that, you can't waste a name like that. And so you're doing exactly what you should be doing. You have to either be a singer or a rapper or a podcast sure. host. It's like – you know, it's like, my name is Gab Gowdy. I'm getting kind of rowdy. Go on Instagram. Then you can follow me. Oh, shit. I just came out of nowhere. Is she crying or laughing? Wow. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty hot. So, Gab, you have the podcast. You're doing a lot with social media. Talk about what's on the horizon for Gab Gowdy. I want to get paid for doing it. I want to quit my job and never go back. That's my ceiling. That's probably, that's probably the best the best thing the best way to answer a question like that is i want to quit my real job so i can do this for full time i love it well gab thank you so much again for coming on follow her on instagram twitter check out her podcast we'll be back next week with another arousing episode of dogs of war podcast good night cleveland I've got my face mask and I've got to be good So I can see my brownies win a Super Bowl